Well, now it is. Now we're live. Oh, okay, so nobody heard that. No, no, no. We weren't, like, fully live when I was admonishing Roger. <laughs> Which they should, because it's fun. All right, how many are in here? Zero. We have zero. Well, there's a comment there a from, Mark Gar from Mark Garney. He works oh, one see. to ten. He works one to... Yes, that would be 10. And of course, I work out of my basement. That used to be cool 15 years ago, but COVID ruined that unique situation. All right. So now you're just with all the millennials, which means that you've actually uh, like caught up to the youth. Yes, you've, you've de-aged, Mark. Yeah, de-aged. The one time he missed the show, he was on PTO. All right. Well, you're allowed to like take vacations every now and again. That, that's that's okay. You're allowed. We're not um, though. No, we're, we're not, not allowed we to, to. No, no. Except for next week. Oh, we're off next week. Yeah, I have to be. I'm gonna be on a plane. Like literally, I, as as I'm leaving on, I'm leaving at 9 p.m. Eastern time Wednesday to fly back home. So. Unless you want to do it from the plane. I mean, I could do it from my phone. <laughs> that would be that would be great, wouldn't it? I'm sure the connection will be awesome. The connection will be awesome. And on top of that, I'll be with the president of the company I work for. So probably should not. Oh, well, definitely. Let's FaceTime then. Yeah. Because <laughs> that'll go over well. <laughs> but you Let's leave see. tomorrow, right? Because you're I leave tomorrow morning. Yeah, you're flying right into hell, bro. It, there's eight inches of snow on the ground here. It that all came down today. Yeah, but very I'm not quickly. coming to you. So yeah, but you're, you, what was here today is where you're going tomorrow. Uh, maybe not. I think it's heading north of us, uh, north of uh, New York City. So uh, in fact, let's just take a look because I mean, I looked and everything looked okay. Uh, one zero one nine. We'll we'll try that zip code. Manhattan, New York. That sounds good because that's where I'll be tomorrow night. Rain likely to continue for the next several hours. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's next 48 hours. If I look at it, we're getting a weather report here on cover to covered. Um, we do a yeah, little bit it, of everything. It, it actually stops raining around 5 a.m. Then it's partly cloudy all day. No rain at night, no precipitation or anything. Oh, wow. It'll be in the forties. So yeah, I think, I think the storm system is actually heading like northish. Like if, if you're, if Detroit is here and this is, well, let's see, we have to do this the, the reverse. So like, all right. Detroit is here. I'm here. I'm going this way, right, <laughs> to New York. Now, the storm system is going this way, north up into Canada, cause, and I'll be over here. So, yeah. I liked I how you did the flight, because I'm pretty sure that's not the flight path from San Diego or Los Angeles to no, New God York. God knows. But you know what is, though? Well, this has nothing to do with the flight path, but there's three people, and now it's time for the intro. Intro. Cover to Covered is a podcast that features two idiots talking about music at length, and occasionally a dog does make an appearance. There will also be special guests from time to time that will show up, and they will be smarter than the hosts. And the hosts will give their opinions. By the way, they are exactly that. Opinions. They are not truths, they are not fallacies, and they do not reflect the views or opinions of their employers or those they employ. So with that, just enjoy the damn show.
So there's that. I always love seeing what which photos you decided to keep in and which photos you decided to replace. Well, I mean, last week was Roger. So, I mean, there was still a couple of Rogers still left there uh, because it was you know all about you know his birthday. It was his birthday episode. He doesn't know. He, he never he didn't comment. Yeah, maybe he uh, just hates the show. Yeah, he, I think he does. Well, he hates the fact that I do the show because all he wants to do is play. And right, right, like he's doing right now, like my terrace is literally right here. You know, you could see the you could see the blinds, right? So just right next to my computer desk is my sliding glass door to the terrace. The terrace is right there. Roger is out there right now staring through the bars like I can't play with my daddy because he's doing a live YouTube show. So right. Right, buddy. Anyway, on with this it. This is cover to cover. It's killing me today. Uh, you, your face is killing me all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. Yours, too. Hey, yo. Ba-dum-dum. So uh, welcome to cover to cover at episode 32, 32, which is significant because it's after 31. So <laughs> if you wanted to watch an episode a day in January, you could do that now and then have one for February. That means there we're moving on up. Oh, yeah. To the east side. Uh, speaking of, I will be in New York uh, for the next several days. Uh, for work so we will not be on next wednesday because i will be on a plane flying home as that's happening as the show would be happening so no show next week but we'll be back on the eighth topic to be determined we have two weeks this time so that means we'll know three days in advance i was gonna say we're gonna decide on the sixth (laughs) we're really bad about this uh and and i i do i do blame me you know because well, I'm the brains of this operation, obviously. Well, and it's not for the f- fact uh, the fact of, like, we're not both insanely busy. I mean, I had an in- extremely busy weekend. Which we will get to. Yes. I promise we will get there. Um, and uh, so no show next week. But if you are new here, uh, if you are new here. Uh, shut up! <laughs> if you're new here. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the subscribe thingy down below and then hit the notification bell. It's all down, like, right about there in that direction somewhere. So, yeah, please do that. Please subscribe because we want to get to 100. The minute we get to 100, we're going to start doing giveaways. So get to 100. Yep. Now. Get to 100 now. Now. 100 immediately. now. Right now, 100. So um, with that said, Nick, I am Mike. You are Nick. Yes. What store do you own, Nick? This one right here. It was like RK City. I was like, what's Rock <laughs> City? So Rock City Music Company, would that be the name of it? That is it. Rock City and- Music Company in Livonia, Michigan. Oh, great. And where are you located? Five Mile in Farmington. And uh, and uh, where can we find you? RockCityMusicCo.com and all social media platforms. What's your favorite color? Ha! You didn't expect Black. me to ask another question. Oh, that's the absence of color. That is the absence right, of red. color. There we go. That's fine. Uh, What's up, baby? Yeah, that's right. So uh, welcome to episode 32, where we're going to bag bag more on Ticketmaster. This is going to be a fun one um, because I woke up yesterday and I smiled. And why did I smile? Because there were congressional hearings about Live Nation and Ticketmaster. And if you're a frequent listener of this show, you've heard Nick and I rail against that particular machine and their fees and their nonsense. 
and then there was that much more nonsense that happened during the congressional hearings yesterday, which I'm like, really, really? But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. First, we need a little recap because uh, Bruce Springsteen, I think, was at Rock City Music Company this weekend or... No, it's not Bruce Springsteen, but take it away, Nick. You had a huge event this weekend, man. Butch Walker was in the store. That's awesome. It was fantastic. Uh, Yeah, frequent listeners of this show know how much I've been praising the uh, Butch Walker as Glenn record, or as Mike calls it, uh, what did you call it last week? Bob Bob, uh, Williams as Fred. Yeah, Bob Williams as Fred, yeah. So it's (laughs) the same thing same thing but i've i've praised that record up and down the last six months i said it was my album of the year when we did that episode and uh we were able to host butch this weekend uh he did an in-store performance as well as a meet and greet it was our fastest uh event sellout in rock city history all 225 tickets gone in 90 minutes Uh, when this got announced back in December and uh, yeah we did we did a lot of special stuff we brought in a uh, grand piano for Butch to play on our stage and uh, he brought a guitar and we were expecting about a 45 minute performance and Butch got up there and he played for almost two hours holy crap so we got a full-on Butch Walker solo concert and I I can't even put into words how fantastic the performance was uh the sound company we brought in just did a an amazing job uh and and the the praise that we got i i want to take a moment here because i've been bombarded with comments on our uh social media platforms and got we've gotten tons of emails and everything from tons of people that attended the event that were so grateful for the experience and i think everybody was completely moved by the uh, performance that we got and uh, they just praised the store up and down about how well it was run and how well it was organized and thanking me personally for putting it together and uh, I'm grateful for that but I explained to all of them too I'm a massive Butch Walker fan as well so I enjoyed it just as much as they did and uh, yeah it was outstanding I'm super grateful to Butch for doing it and uh, definitely one of one a night I won't ever forget for sure that's awesome, man. Congratulations to you Thank and you. the entire staff at Rock City Music Company. And you know what? What's better than you know paying to go see your band, getting paid to see the, the band you love to see? <laughs> so, I mean, that's yes. kind of like what you did there, which is kind of cool. Like, exactly. Not only do I love Butch Walker, but I got paid to have him here. And there's uh, one thing, I, one more thing about the event that I want to touch on that we've discussed at, at length here. Rock City, we, we run all of our events with no uh no cell phones permitted in terms of when the performance is going on no photos no videos no live streaming none of that is allowed most of the time the artists want it that way too uh but that's a our house rule and i was telling butch about it on the way to the event and he said i love that he goes i can't tell you the last time i've played for a crowd that didn't have their phone in front of their face and uh so with all those people everybody was so connected and everybody was was together watching and enjoying and tons of people came through the meet and greet line i was next to butch's table and as they were leaving everybody said or a lot of people said uh that was amazing to not have to watch it through somebody else's phone 
And uh, I think it's forgotten because it's become such the normal thing that when you go to these shows, everybody's got their phone out and they're taking pictures and filming and everything that you forget how great it is when you don't have to do it that way. Yeah, you know, I agree. I mean, I, and look, I fall victim to that, too. I, you know, I can't tell you. I, like almost every show I go to, I go for at least 30 seconds. I do this, right? And I've, I'm trying to not do that. Because then invariably, I, I'm not a tall guy. I'm like 5'8 on a really good day, right? So say I'm in the pit, all right? This is happening because I'm doing this. But I'm filming this because there's some taller idiot in front of me who's also filming it. So I'm filming what they're filming, and I can't see anything. But the thing is, I'm so fixated on making sure I get something that I don't want to move, you know? Right. Put the freaking phone away. Enjoy the damn show. Damn. You know, and if they really want to put it out live, they want to put it out. They'll put it out live. And we talked about this when we had Nick and Adam on it. Really, it boils down to back in the day of like people being first on commenting on on posts on bulletin boards like, you know, oh, I really hate this thing. And then somebody says first. They don't have a comment. They don't have anything to add to it. They're just like, I'm first. You right. know? And that's what happens with the same thing with videos. It's just like, oh, well, uh, real time. Uh, you know? Um, so, yeah, Jeff has that problem, too, because he's seven foot tall. He's super short. <laughs> super short. I like so, how you described it as on a good day. You're five yeah, eight. On a good day. What about on a bad day? And then I'm then I'm I'm laying horizontal. <laughs> you're five six then? Oh, you're a dick. <laughs> Listen, buddy, you're the same height lying down as standing up, so I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Um I <laughs> But I got a couple inches on you. In more ways than one. Not not really where it counts though. <laughs> uh anyway. So moving on from that really way too personal portion of our show. <laughs> so that's awesome. I'm really glad it was great. Make sure you go to Rock City Music Company. If you happen to be in the Detroit area, check them out. They're good. They have good things. And They're not just people. not just if you're in our area for the for the butch thing. We had people fly as far as California, Colorado, uh, I heard Minnesota, and I think Georgia. People came from all over the country to be at that. How many times are you going to have that kind of intimate setting? Uh, at the store, you mean? Not like to see Butch Walker. Well, like, exactly. You know, that that was the that was the deal. Yeah. yeah. No, that so, was... like to have that that intimate setting. It's how often does that happen? Like <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. That's about it. You yep. know. So congratulations on that. Thank you. All right. Now, with that said, what are you listening to? Let me guess. Butch Walker. I listened to a lot of that on Saturday. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, I've been, of course, that. But also, I talked last week about the records I had gotten the previous weekend. And uh, I got a, a great original pressing of uh, Harry Belafonte live at Carnegie Hall. Hey, man. And the, the, the sonic quality of that record for being, I think it's from 19... 58 i think it's 58 it might be like 61 it's somewhere in that that range it is it is jaw-dropping how good the original press of that record sounds it, like is it mono uh the one i have is stereo so it's probably the it's the first run stereo version because okay. yeah it would have originally been issued in mono you're right um 
but it sounds like when we get these we talk about all the time about the mofi and the analog productions reissues and everything it sounds on that level like the recording is just crystal clear wow great separation vocals right up front but you can pick up on the little nuances of the upright bass and um you know obviously for an artist like that the crowd's pretty quiet you're not listening to kiss alive where people are screaming <laughs> through the whole thing you know well um, we also know that that wasn't the entire crowd too that was there that night that was some other extra crowd thrown in there, exactly so. exactly uh, but uh that. i was just blown away by the uh by the sound quality of that and i've listened to it a couple of times and also the first ian hunter uh solo album Oh, nice! It's great, great cool. stuff. I got that in the. I got that in the I remember, same hall. Yeah, you were talking yeah. about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yep, yep. So that's that's what I've been listening to. Butch Walker is Glenn, Harry Belafonte at Carnegie Hall, and Ian Hunter, Ian Hunter, Ian Hunter, Ian. Say that three times. Ian Hunter, Ian Hunter, Ian Hunter, Ian Hunter, Ian Hunter. Yep. See, I blew. There it. he is. He just. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh and shout out real quick to ian hunter put out a new track that's coming out on his solo record in april ian hunter turns 84 years old this year and My he put Lord. a he put out a killer tune with ringo on drums and mike campbell on guitar and uh it's called bed of roses it's fantastic nice awesome stuff um i went for those of you that are on my Facebook, you saw this, uh, but I went crate diving this weekend like I do, uh, usually on the weekends when I'm home. Um, I flip around the stores that I go to just to kind of rotate it out. Um, but this time I went to two stores. I went to one on Friday, one on Saturday, and I hit the mother load. I picked up about 20 albums. I saw that. And uh, yeah. So um, in for a dollar each. I picked up Led Zeppelin 1, Led Zeppelin Presence, 2112 by Rush, um, Freeze Frame by Jay Giles Band. Uh, oh, wait, that was $3. Um, what else I picked up? A bunch, like Beck Bogart and a piece. Yeah, great record. Yeah, I've been Got talking about that a bunch. Then I realized I had it. That's okay. But I bought that for a dollar, too. So I have two albums I paid a dollar each for. Before you go any further, what kind of condition is Led Zeppelin one in if you paid a dollar for it? No pops, no skips, no jumps. Wow. It's actually in decent condition. It's from 69, I think. Um, it's not the purple label. It is the Atlantic, you know, the, the, the red and green label. Yep. But I was able to date it to 69. Wow. So but it's not turquoise label unfortunately um that's so yeah but that. still that's still a hell of a find for a dollar that's amazing that's yeah considering that's like a 25 dollar record now in like vg condition vg vg only plus vg plus so now mike i have to point out i'm looking at your hall photo here and there's a a record that's sticking out to me that i have to know why you bought born to run by bruce springsteen because it was a dollar do you have those close to you uh somewhat why turn the back cover of born to run over and see if there's a sticker at the bottom where the credits are and if it does, then it's uh, one of the first uh, 
10,000 copies. I think they spelled John Landau's name wrong on the oh. back of it, so they had to they covered it up with a sticker that had the correct spelling on it. Wasn't the writing on the front of that's like, the, the initial? That's the test pressings that had the script covered. Oh, yeah, okay. which good luck finding one of those. That's I have I'm, three of those. No, you don't. <laughs> bullshit if you had three of those you wouldn't be talking to me right now all right fill fill the blanks I'll, i'm gonna go check i'll be right back i okay. don't think it is but check so the script cover what he's referring to the first like i think there was only five made of born to run that had it had like uh cursive writing on the front and uh those are extremely rare i think the last one went for about 15 g's so if you ever if you have one you're sitting on a gold mine all right so I'm conflicted. Okay. It doesn't have a sticker, but John Landau is spelled wrong. Really? It's J-O-H-N. Yeah. Yeah, that's wrong. Yep. Okay, so, yeah, then you've got uh, maybe somebody peeled the sticker off. Could be. At some point. But, yeah, that's that's going to be one uh, first, first run. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not that you care. Well, again, it was a dollar. So, hey. You know what else is going to be a dollar? Roger, because he's annoying me. Get out of here. I'll, I'll give you $100 for Roger. Oh, well, you're going to have to pay $100 and then come get him. So let's see. Um, anyway, so yeah, I uh, one of the other fines, which I paid more than a dollar for, I, pay, I think I paid $3 for this one too, is U2, the Joshua Tree. I'm not a U2 fan. I don't hate him, but I just, I, I never really got into it you know like i thought vertigo was a good album you know um that's the u2 out al- uh, song well, you're going for that was more rock that was more rock than alternative really like uh, what was the album that was on um, uh, how to dismantle an atom bomb yeah that's right so vertigo i thought was like you know because i like the guitar tone in that song too the guitar tone in that song is, is badass um but i was never a huge fan so i picked up joshua tree for three dollars realized it's an og and it's worth like 30. robert ludwig yep and uh i'm an idiot for not getting it sooner so that's all i'm gonna say bullet with the blue sky that song is amazing so funny thing i put that on i listened to the whole thing there's no skips no pops i cleaned it well first you know but no skips no pops all good uh, then I put on Led Zeppelin one after I cleaned that one right afterwards. Holy cow. This was way louder. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe how much louder it was mastered than the, than the U2 album. It's like significant amount of decibels. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm listening to. So, um, but with that said, uh, what's coming out this week? Let me pull up my list here. We were, I didn't realize we were streamlining that fast. Okay. couple Sorry. things. No, don't be. A couple things to mention. All right, so for those that uh, were waiting for the black vinyl issue of The Cure, Wish, uh, it's finally being released this week. You you might remember a picture disc version came out for Record Store Day Black Friday. The black vinyl comes out this week for Rhino Start Your Ear Off Right. Okay. Why are you looking at me confused? I'm not. I'm I'm looking at my screen. Okay. Uh, also, uh, part of the Rhino Start Your Ear Off, right? Curtis Mayfield Curtis. Great album. Uh, it's got If There's a Hell Below, We're All Gonna Go, which is a killer song. Um, 
and move on up is on that record also uh great funk guitar based rock uh i think it's a, i think it's an essential album if i made the uh 100 records nick morocco thinks you should own it would be in it it hasn't been uh available for a while so now's a great time to pick it up and let's see what else oh i know you're going to be excited about this mike am i bob dylan bootleg series volume 17 oh my stars focusing on the time out of mind record that came out in 97 sort of kicked off the whole bob dylan renaissance uh three four different configurations i'm sorry we got a five cd set a two cd set a three lp set and get ready a 10 lp set i quit now let's let's take a bet let's take a bet do you think i have it yeah i do Yep, you'd be correct. Yeah, I, I know you do. <laughs> I, I know you do. I know that you ordered five for the store and you kept four. <laughs> no, actually, this this is uh the the uh, the ten LP is exclusive to BobDylan.com. Oh, so you paid through the nose for it. Got it. <laughs> and then uh, final thing to mention, twenty fifth anniversary. I can't believe it's been twenty five years since Green Day's Sugar Ray. Oh. Green Day's Nimrod. Five LP sets, got a live show, B-Sides, demos, the original album, and 20th anniversary of the Eminem show, his third record. I would record. get that. I, again, can't believe that we're at 20-year anniversaries for records that were out when I was in, uh, when I was the in, womb. I would have been in middle school when Eminem show came out, but I had it. I love Mark Garney's comment. I started listening to Bon Jovi and try to, and try to appreciate the music. But he's such a douchey guy. <laughs> I guess I get it. The music is a little contrived, but it's not horrible. Well, I mean, it depends on what you listen to, Mark. Um, I'm going to say that if you're going to listen to any Bon Jovi album, listen to New Jersey. What about 7,800 7, degrees Fahrenheit? No. Butch was talking about that in the store the other day when he was going through the records. He was like, you know, this is the temperature that rock melts at. Which it's not true. <laughs> You, don't you know why I know up? that? You know why I know that? Because my earth science teacher in high school, he actually wrote a letter to Bon Jovi explaining that 7,800 degrees is not the melting point of rock, that it's somewhere in like the 2,600 degree range and try to correct him. That's hysterical. That's hysterical. Yeah, true story. That actually happened. Mr. Han. That was the name, Mr. Han. Which also brought up, which I had forgotten about. Remember the guy in, in the band Keel named Amir to Rock? Well, Amir to Rock was in a bunch of things. He was also in Rough Cut and That's he was in right. Yeah, but what about Amir to Rock? What about his name? That's amazing. What's it's up there know, with sticks it in you? Well, Amir Durak. I, I think it was great. I think he's Israeli, and, and he made a name that sounds like Durak. Um, I think I think he's Israeli. Amir Durak. He's Middle Eastern or Israeli. I, one of the two. Either way. Um, so, but yeah, I love that name. It's, it's yeah, fantastic. Amazing guitar player. Amazing, amazing guitar player. Oh, yeah, player. fantastic. The two rough cut records are awesome. Yeah. Like, the, the you know, the two big ones. Yeah, because there was there was another guitarist before him in that band. Um, 
I forget his name, but he, he's obviously nobody of note. Otherwise, I would recognize it. But Jeff Henderson probably played with him in in the bathroom at the whiskey. Um, anyway, Roger, you really need to stop, buddy. Go eat your dinner, please. I love before, you. Go away. Before we get into the um, the Ticketmaster thing, yeah. I wanted to give an update on the MoFi. Yeah, so that is where we were going to go first. So okay. just to... Uh, now that we're done with what's coming. Oh, wait. No, we can't go there yet. Okay. We got to talk about something that's coming. Oh, I know what we're going to talk about. How do we not talk about Dark Side of the Moon 50th anniversary box set? And I would just like to point out that I called this of what would be included like 15, 16 episodes ago. Mm. Long before it was even rumored slash confirmed that it was coming. Nick is a seer. He is a seer. He's a seer and a soothsayer. So say your sooth. Sooth. So yes, there is a... Oh, and a quick aside. For any chuckleheads that think that Pink Floyd is being all LGBTQ plus positive because there's a rainbow... And you're and you're like chiding them for it. There's a rainbow suck on the album a, cover. Suck it, just suck it hard. There's been a rainbow on that cover since 1970 fucking three. Right. There's a prism. A prism creates a rainbow. A rainbow is a big part of that cover. That's number one. Number two, fuck you anyway. <laughs> live and let live. Come on, right. give me a break. It's not Pink Floyd being woke. It's Pink Floyd saying it's their 50th anniversary of one of the most influential albums of all time. Suck Could, it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Give me a break. I'm over it. I'm over it. It is ridiculous. I don't know how anybody could get upset about that in general, but really because, the, like you just said, there's been a prism on that or a rainbow on that album cover since day one. Man, it's just, but it's like such a trigger. Yeah. You know, triggered, triggered. Well, then go back to your tractor and have sex with your pigs on your farm or whatever it is that makes you happy. I don't know. All right. All I know is that the people that think that way are really just idiots. You know, that like that's that's the first thing you go to. You know, you don't know anything. Obviously, you know nothing about Pink Floyd. Because then you'd shut the hell up. So, sorry, this is my little bit of a soapbox. Like it's up there with I, up. it's up there with you know I wish Roger Waters wouldn't be so political. Well, he he's an idiot too. Yeah, to but honest. you know what but, I'm saying? It's like yeah. he's been political since day one too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, so whatever. But just just knock it off. Just knock it off. Stop polarizing people. It's music, man. Shut up, man. Uh, man and woman and whoever says it, just shut up. Shut up and live and let live. Let's just stop. Okay? Enough. So, that's the only time I'll be political on this show. Um, so, what's going to be featured? Well, guess what? They're, the album will be in there. Uh, yep. A CD yep. <laughs> of the original album. And, a, and an LP of the original album. And there's going to be a CD and LP of a live concert of the album. From, and, from Empire Pool in london from 1974 yep which you could buy separately yes 
You can buy it separately. There's going to be a big book that also is included that you can also buy separately. There's going to be three DVDs. There's two Blu-rays and one standard DVD, I think, which all have multi-channel mixes. Um, The DVD one is a straight 5.1. The Blu-rays have different versions of 5.1 and Atmos. And a flat, yes, yes, and a flat transfer of the master tape. Yep. So, which means, explain what that means. I know what it means. It's just, it's basically just, it's the tape. I mean, there's no, there's no. uh, There's no equalization. It's just And there's no remix of the 5.1 in the Atmos. This is, it's just the master tape, which some people prefer, especially if you don't have an Atmos setup. Mike and I are both spoiled. We have Atmos setups, and I can't wait. Because I've been saying since day one, that is the record that needed Atmos. And we're finally getting it. And I'm yep. glad we're getting it because they, with the animal set that just came out, they only did 5.1. There's no Atmos, which I was surprised by because that would be another great one uh, for, to, to get the treatment. But I want to point out that all the things you were upset about on the Beatles revolver set have been rectified here. Yep. Hundred percent. Because you can pick and choose whatever you like, except the Blu-rays. You can only get those yeah. in the big box. You can only get them in the box set. But that gives you reason to buy the super deluxe box set. Exactly. You know? So you know, if you want to go back a couple episodes, you can hear my rant about Revolver, uh, which the LPs sound amazing. They absolutely sound great. Best stereo mix I've ever heard of that album. All mm-hmm. right. Um, but the fact that there's no, not even, like, just, there's no Atmos. Like, how is there no Atmos? Not only is there no Atmos, but remember, you were talking about. There were separate CD and LP boxes. That had the same stuff. And they and have the same said, book. And you said, why don't, why isn't everything together in one package? So yeah. Pink Floyd did it right. Yep. Because you can get but, just the book and or just the LP or just a CD. Or the only people that have to commit fully are the ones that want the Blu-rays. But. There's a but, dot, dot, dot. If you add up the LP box set and the CD box set from Revolver, it's about 300 bucks. And guess how much the Dark Side of the Moon box set is? It's 300 bucks. It's 300 bucks. Actually, so, the Beatles was more. Yeah, it was not much, but it was like... It was another 50 It, it wound up being about $20 more or something yeah. like that if you add it all up. But the fact that you can buy the CDs or that you can buy the LP concert or that you can buy the book. I love that fact. And the fact that the Blu-rays and DVDs are only available in the box. That's what makes a box set special. Yep. You know, so kudos to them for seemingly doing it right. Um, But we'll see. And I'm sure we'll, you know what? We should do an unboxing on that one. We should do a whole episode on it. Yep. For sure. We'll do a whole episode on that one. So March 27th, I think. Well, the 24th is when it drops. Okay. So that's a Friday. So five, six, seven, eight. So March 29th would be that Wednesday. Let's pencil that in for unboxing of the box set, which everybody else will have unboxed it by then but <laughs> well you know what i was gonna say i'll probably have it a couple of days beforehand but you know what that's not gonna work because i we won't be doing the show on march 22nd we won't no because i'll be out of town oh fuck you where oh you're gonna bruce is it bruce no no, no. it's a, a work event 
what work event is more important than this? I don't know. You tell me, mister. I can't do the show next week. I'm not in the state. Well, neither will I be. I will be literally on a plane. Look, here, Dennis Smith to the rescue. Knock, knock. Who's there? Bruce Springsteen. Go away. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll figure out the schedule later. But see, Conchetta is going to be out of town, too. So it's, it's wait, no good for anyone. Wait. So <laughs> wait, did you just say uh, were we talking about the 23rd or the 22nd? The 22nd's a Wednesday. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because the 23rd, I will be at Bruce. I don't care. And you know what might come to think what? of it? The what? twenty, The 29th, I'll also be at Bruce. <laughs> so we're going to have to do the show the 28th. God damn it. <sighs> well, maybe March we should is- do the show on the 21st, too. <laughs> If you're uh, going to have the box set by then. I travel on the 21st. Oh, my God. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Maybe. So Let's annoying. see when I actually end up with it. We're going to do a show on that, though, for sure. Yeah. We'll do a show on it, and nobody will care because everybody else will have done a show before it by that point. Our fans will care. No, they won't. I think they will. All right. We'll talk about it. Maybe I'll hit the label up and see if they'll get me an advance one because, you know, I like- because we could talk about it on here. Yeah. Ask. See if that'll happen. Never. Um, I love this shirt and I love what it says, but it makes my belly look fat. They give Steve Westerman all sorts of advanced stuff and Michael 45 and all those guys who yeah, I love. We have I'm like, big fans we have like six fans. They don't have that much more than we do. They have eight. Uh, well, Michael 45, he's probably got about 15, 15. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we have Roger, which, you know, in my regardless, mind, regardless, yeah. we're going to do a show on it. All right, we'll do a show. It needs on to it. be talked about. Hang on. Stop it. Get down. Go away. I love you. Shut up. Dennis Smith <laughs> won't be available on the 29th either, because that's when Springsteen's in Detroit. And he'll be at. The yeah, show. he's going to go. He's going to be there. No, he won't. Will the Grateful Dead be opening? No, no, there's no. not enough time for that. No. No, I don't think Bruce doesn't have enough time left in his life. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, all right, so let's get to the nitty gritty no. of it all. Nitty gritty time. Time for nitty gritty. Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. I thought Ticket we were going to talk about MoFi. Oh, yeah, MoFi. Let's not get into it yet. MoFi. <laughs> let's go to the Ticketmaster. MoFi, MoFi. No, let's go to MoFi. Okay. So MoFi, because this will be quick, because you don't really have a true answer to what it is. But just to review, MoFi did stupid things they they did smart things but didn't tell anyone mm-hmm. which was the stupid portion of it so mobile fidelity sound labs their whole thing was we do analog everything we take the masters that are analog and we make an analog lathe and then we make the albums and they sound better because and they it's said all it just like that they too. said it just like that with the hand motions and yes this is what we do so then what happened was uh there was a, a, a um what's his name an interview well there was an interview but uh oh there was an interview <laughs> there was but, an interview <laughs> oh there was an interview but the singer is steely dan what's his name again donald fagan donald fagan thank you i almost said don felder so mofi had put out a donald fagan album that was recorded digitally <laughs> like initially like when it was first recorded all digital the first all digital recording People are like, well, how could you put out an analog and say it's all analog 
one of the recorded digital. I'm confused. Nick, take it from here. And then basically, I, a representative of MoFi was doing an interview with with one of the blog people, similar to what we do. Yeah. And far pre- less classy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and they pressed him on. There's no digital steps in their process. And they were very non-committal to that. They would not say, <laughs> yes, absolutely, there's no digital steps. They said, well, we take the analog tape and then we do. And basically what it came down to was, yes, there is a digital step. It's 95% analog, but there is a digital step. They use what's called DSD-256. And what that is is they take the master tape and you have a giant file that's digital with no compression nothing added and that's what they're cutting the records from yeah so it's true in the sense that they're doing nothing to manipulate it but they were showing or well i shouldn't say they were showing they were acting like it was coming straight from the master tape to the lathe and it's the second second iteration of dsd that they're using they were using um files with i guess if you want to call it lesser resolution prior Mm-hmm. 256 is newer mm-hmm. so but years ago 10 years ago they were using dsd 24 there, there was a different sure. number it was yeah. it was a lesser resolution probably no it wasn't 128 it was like a two-digit number okay so uh maybe it was 96 or something like that but either way it wasn't um it wasn't as high resolution as even 256, but it was digital nonetheless. Yes. And they weren't telling anybody about it. They were saying on the albums, we do it from the, with the hands again, we do it from the analog masters and then we make a lathe and then we make your record. And all the audio files were like, oh yes, I could totally tell the difference. Oh, I could tell the difference. And meanwhile, then this comes out and everybody's like, hello, audio file people, you're morons. Yep. So, uh and it's not and and it's not like you shouldn't be able to tell a difference because as i just mentioned it's a significantly large file there's not there's nothing being done to it to manipulate it it's not like when you get a reissue that's been cut from the cd master that's where people seem to that people that don't have their like head in the technology seem to be missing is that it's not the same there's there's companies that put out records that they they do nothing they don't master it for vinyl they don't do anything they just take the source and they press it to vinyl yep. that's not what mofi is doing at and all that's a lot of how bootleg albums come out too they just take a cd and it gets pressed to vinyl and that's exactly it. so basically long story short is a bunch of the audio files got all upset and filed a class action lawsuit against mofi claiming that they were duped and in some ways they were because MoFi didn't say they did not say it and they didn't say it. So it's that it's that murky area as we talked about before. Yeah. But mm-hmm. basically, people are led to believe that they were getting a, a completely triple A analog version of these albums, yeah. and they weren't. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So what it's come down to, and I think they're waiting to certify the settlement on this. But if you remember leading into our Ticketmaster discussion here, you might remember about 10 years ago, I think Ticketmaster had to do a similar settlement like this where you basically got a discount code or you got money or you off got a of free a ticket. Buy one, get one on, exactly. on tickets. Yeah. 
So that's how yep. MoFi is going to handle this. Um, according to, uh, I'm going to shout out again, Steve Westerman, our uh, Canadian audiophile that has a great show that I would highly recommend if you're into vinyl the way I am. Um, basically, you're going to have three options from MoFi. One will be you can send your records back and you get, I believe it's like 75% of the value of which you paid. But you have to send the records back. Or you can keep the records that you purchased and you get 10% in, in uh, credit back, in, in refund back. Or you get that amount in uh, a coupon for future purchases. So you can either get money from them or you can get money to buy more shit, basically. That's going to be how it goes, supposedly. Well, I don't think anybody's going to send them back. I don't think so either, and that's the whole point, is that you could be all upset about this, but you can't say that the records don't sound fucking great. There might be a couple exceptions, and who knows why that is, but I don't think it has anything to do with the digital step in it. You know? Yeah. So... Nobody, I, I don't believe, maybe a couple people that are going to be on the principle of the matter will want to send them back, but most will not. And uh, I, have, uh, I have exactly two MoFi albums. <laughs> so for me, I'm not going to get diddly squat. But I have about 80. You will clean up. <laughs> um, and they're going from, from a long period of time. I think they're saying 2007 to uh, if you purchased in uh, from 2007 to like july of 2022 when this all broke that's that's the time frame that this is gonna gonna go to i'm um, outside of both of those lines so it doesn't matter <laughs> there you go so yeah it's i'm anxious to see how it plays out but what that leads to what i'm curious to see is Mike, you and I have talked multiple times about what's coming out this year from MoFi in the Van Halen catalog, yep. and they just announced they're doing Joni Mitchell's, like the f the four giant Joni Mitchell records. The Crosby, Stills, and Nash just came out, which we didn't do any tribute to David Crosby. Why wasn't that in the intro? But um, they did that. I forgot. <laughs> There's a couple Springsteen releases coming. There's a couple jazz releases coming. I'm anxious to see how do those sell now with all of this information out there and and them essentially ha having a bunch of people feel like they've been duped the what are the sales going to be like for th for this product because what i was shocked to see was in that time frame i just mentioned that they're looking at doing these rebates on mofi sold something like six hundred and eighty-five thousand records that's a lot of records for an audiophile label. That's a lot yeah. of records. Um, so what I'm curious to see is, will people continue to buy? Are they going to buy all the Van Halens now? Are they going to buy all the Eagles now? Which people were so stoked about, but now that this has all happened, and I know it, it, it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, like what, what are they going to do? Are they going to keep buying their records or are they just completely done with MoFi now? You know, people are still going to buy the records. That's at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. Maybe it won't be the same people, but for every person they lose, somebody else is going to go in. So that doesn't care about it as much, you know, and if, if really you're going to stand on principle and be that hoity toity about it, then go away <laughs> at the end of the day. Really? I, you know, like I'm not going to buy on principle. Well, MoFi ain't going under. Yeah. You know, all we want is transparency, which they're which they're already which doing. They are now. Yeah. You know, was it really crappy? Oh, yeah. 
It yeah. was really crappy. Did the record sound worse when you found out? No. No. Exactly. So, you know, I think, look, I'm still waiting for those Van Halen releases. Um, I'll be waiting forever, I think, at this point. But, I mean, if, if like, you know, Michael Jackson's Thriller is any evidence, they printed, what, 40,000 copies of that? I know they're still selling them, but they're selling. So... And there's all sorts of controversy with that too. I mean, that we don't we don't need to get into it. But, no, we're not. But, but. It, basically, though, they were advertising that Bernie Grudman cut that record, and Bernie Grudman came out and was like, "I no, didn't I do this do record. <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't do this. Like, how does yeah. MoFi make that kind of mistake? You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they probably paid him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I, who knows? But that I mean, those are those are big mess ups. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on from that, we're getting into the meat of the matter here, which is Ticketmaster. I'm going to do this again. Uh, so, yeah, Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster. This made me, like I said, I woke up on Tuesday and I was very happy. Yes. Why was I happy? I turned on CNN and saw that there were hearings, which I usually just shut off TV. I don't watch CNN. I usually watch ESPN. But the reason why I turned on CNN is because I heard about these hearings about Live Nation and Ticketmaster. And the whole Taylor Swift debacle. Now, everybody's calling it a debacle, so I want to find another adjective that works. Um, and every single one of the Senate uh, senators that were on the chair were, you know, using Taylor Swift lyrics to make funny comments. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, please don't. Because this was yeah. happening long before Taylor Swift. Yeah, exactly. So my problem was that they called it because of Taylor Swift. But at, oh, hi, Roger. Uh, but I think it was their excuse to get them in to talk about Live Nation and Ticketmaster being a monopoly. Yep. So the good news is that after watching the, some of the here, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but watching part of it, listening to part of it, I think this opens the doors to breaking down the monopoly that is Live Nation and Ticketmaster. Um, which is good. Well, why is it good? Because that creates healthy competition. And why is that good? Because it could, it might not, but it could benefit the ticket purchaser at the end of the day. So why do we care? Great example. Yesterday, Pantera tickets went on presale. All right, Pantera's doing some shows outside of the shows they're doing with Metallica. They're playing down here in San Diego. I bought two tickets, all right? And I don't need super expensive seats. I wanted, I, shut up. I wanted, <laughs> don't listen to him, you know. What's happening, I, baby? Yeah, I don't need super expensive seats, Roger. Don't you cry. You're not going to the show anyway. So with that, I got seats in what would be the third tier of uh, North Island Credit Union Amphitheater which had eight other names. So we call it the sleep cricket train mattress bank arena amphitheater thing. So we're just throwing all the names from all the past years. Anyway, first row of the third tier. So it's great. It's nobody's in front of us. It's just the pathway. Second tier. If you went one row into the next tier, it's $20 more per ticket, right? So 50 bucks a shot. So I Not bought bad. two tickets. Not bad. Not bad. $140. So forty dollars. Forty percent. Forty percent more than what the tickets cost. 
I mean, which is about the math you were doing last week when we were trying to do an estimate. Exactly. Exactly. So the Ticketmaster goes to goes to Washington. Uh, Most this is the most bipartisan I think I've ever seen the Senate. Nobody was like defending Ticketmaster. Probably because all their daughters were bitching that they didn't get Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah. uh, You know, (laughs) had to be. Um, But then they had, you know, the president of Ticketmaster and the president of Live Nation. And um, they had other people there. uh, I don't even remember who they were, but there was a guy from a band called Lawrence. And his name was like Clyde Lawrence or something like that. I've never heard of this band. I don't know who they are. Have you ever heard of the band Lawrence? No, I have not. They're like a seven or eight piece band. I don't know what they play. I have no idea. But they tour. Uh, and their tickets are sold through Ticketmaster and they play live nation arenas. And he had he had a great breakdown. So he said, look, the bands have a say in what the ticket price is. We don't have a say in the fees. All right. So he said, for a show that we say is $30, we get about $12 out of it. All right. He said, but Live Nation's expenses are are covered in that other $18. Whereas out of our $12, we have to pay our crew. There's eight of us in the band. (laughs) We have to eat. And at the end of the day, we're each getting like a quarter per ticket by the time's all said and done. Meanwhile, Live Nation got $18 and the promoter, which is usually the same thing. Yep. Okay. So Live Nation owns the venue. Live Nation is the promoter. Live Nation sells the tickets. All right. Then they added 40% on. So the tickets cost over $42. All right. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Right. So now they've made 40% on top of the ticket price, on top of everything else that they're making. So they're actually making $30 on a $30 ticket. Yep. You know, do they have infrastructure to pay for? Yes, they Mm do. That's fine. You know, here's the thing that got me. Every venue that they played, they said, dude, what about these fees? What about these fees, these facility fees and all this other stuff? And everybody at the venue would be, oh, that's a Ticketmaster thing. They asked the CEO of Ticketmaster, and he's like, well, that's actually a venue thing. That's a Live Nation thing. And then they asked the Live Nation guy, he's like, well, no, that's a Ticketmaster thing. So the senators were like, who is it? Right, who's getting the money? Everybody really, is blaming. Everybody's pointing their fingers, and nobody has the answer. And it was maddening watching this happen in real time. Like, how can you guys not how could you guys sit here and be like well he well it's up to them oh no 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 it's it's up to them and the band's going we just want to know who it is just tell us so again transparency is key here and the fact of the matter is is that you don't know what those fees are for you have no idea there's no breakdown they don't tell you so I, I, I'm just frustrated by all of it because when a band, you know, that, that, and 
I was a little bit taken aback by that there was no like named band really that was and there. Why do you think that is? Because they're the ones that are going to suffer. All right, it, they're the ones that are most in bed with Live Nation and Ticket. Well, Master. they have no choice. Yes. All these people have no choice. Why? It's a fucking monopoly. There are no other ticketing companies out there with any strength to pull this off. Axis, maybe. Yeah, but Maybe. I mean, even then, even then, but even then, still, yeah, you still can't, you can't touch it, especially. And what I think a lot of people need to realize that aren't in the business, the music business in general, is they don't understand that that Live Nation, as you mentioned, also owns these venues. They they have their hands in that too. So they're they're providing the venue, they're providing the ticket price, they're providing the ticket service. So they're triple dipping. Yep. In all three things. So so then when you go buy a beer at the show that you paid $42 to get in and you pay $8.50 for a beer, why is it $8.50? Everybody's always bitching. Well, the drinks are super expensive. Why do you think that is? It's not going into the staff's pocket. It's no, going it's into not. Live Nation's pocket. Because then, we all know how much beer costs. We all know much how much a bottle, bottled water costs. Yep. And imagine buying it in that kind of volume. You know, they're paying 10 cents for a bottle of water and they're charging $6 for it. Put it this way. For those of you that may not drink or don't go to clubs or don't go to shows that often, it's the equivalent of eggs are expensive now, right? Mm -hmm. Eggs have gone through the roof. You know, you, it's eight ninety nine for like a dozen eggs, right? It's the equivalent of buying a single egg for $7, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? That, that's kind of what it's like. That's kind of what it's like. Because it costs like a buck a beer, and then they charge you $11. Yep. You know? So it's like buying a single egg for like seven bucks. Yep. Because you're in their place. Now, on top of that, the band does not see any money from the bar. Nope. At all. The band also has to give up at least 20% of all merch sales to the venue. Which that's mega bullshit, right? Yes. Because it's not run by the venue. It's not staffed by the venue. Most of the time, sometimes it might be, but it's not run by the venue. It's not staffed by the venue. It's certainly not. The merchandise isn't paid for by the venue. Certainly not paid for by the venue. So why do you think it costs $40 for a shirt? Because 20% low. When I was in this industry, with 70-30 splits a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. I guess bigger bands can command an 80-20 split, you know, depending. But let's call it 25%, just because. So if the shirt costs $40, which is like almost normal nowadays yep. when you go to a venue, well, 10 bucks of that's going right to Live Nation or the promoter or, or the venue or whoever. Which 9 out of 10 times is Live Nation. Yep. Then you got the shirt which cost all right well now it's $30 for a shirt which is you know not cheap either right but then when you think about you got to get them printed you got to pay for them you got to truck them around you got to pay people to do all this stuff you know and it's the only way to make money cuz nobody's buying albums yep right yep this is where we're at so i don't find it fair that they have to give 20 or 25% of merch sales, which they have nothing to do with, to the band, but the band doesn't get 25% of beer sales. Yep. 
So I don't know. I, you know, there's, and it's disgusting because like you said, it's triple dipping, right? It's triple dipping. And the Ticketmaster CEO was like, well, you know, out of 4,000 venues, according to Polestar, 4,000 venues, only 200 are owned by Live Nation. Okay. Well. The 200 most important ones. Yeah, exactly. And somebody asked, well, are they the biggest ones? Like, no, no, no. Those are, uh, you know, sports arenas owned by sports teams. Yeah. How many, we talked about this before, how many bands can pull that off? Like six. You know, and they're all touring this summer. Yep. <laughs> you know? uh, so it's like Rolling Stones, you know, Metallica, Taylor Swift, who can do anything yep. at this point, ticket wise. Uh, and like Elton a few John, other bands, like Paul Elton McCartney. John, but Elton John's retiring and right. Paul McCartney. Well, he's not retiring, but I'm sure he's going to soon. Yeah. My guess is next time he goes out, he's done. Yep. You know, and maybe, maybe on the up and coming side of it, maybe the Foo Fighters. Maybe they just haven't really done it yet. They haven't gone that far with it yet to see if they could. So, um, so that's it. So let's say, screw all those venues. All right. And let's say, screw all the ones that are, you know, the bars that Polestar has that nobody cares about really. And I, when I say nobody cares about, I'm talking about in reference to this because they don't have tickets sold by Ticketmaster. They use like, you know, like Eventbrite. That's what we use is you know, Eventbrite. Yeah. Or, or some other, or a- a- Axis, or something else, because it's more, you know, like you buy a $30 ticket, and it's like 250 service charge. Like, okay, it, it, it sort of makes sense. Or $5 service charge, you know, as opposed to 15 on top of $30. Are you lost or something, dude? Or you're muted. One second. Uh oh, Nick is about to explode, ladies and gentlemen, live on camera. Either that or he's farting. I have a feel. Oh, not he left altogether. There must be an issue. So anyway, I'm going to continue the rant without him because I don't need him to yell. So um, anyway, just seeing seeing these senators come down on Ticketmaster just really warmed my heart. Uh, made me feel really, really good. So he's back. Okay. What happened? Can you, you hear right? me? Yeah, yeah. I don't I know. I heard this pop. It was like the power went out, but it wasn't the power. Like all of a sudden this stopped working. I don't know what happened. Uh, it just, all it did was mute you. And then you were you know, weird. Now you're back. I have okay. no idea. So anyway, I was saying that seeing the senators come down on Ticketmaster like this really warmed my heart. And, um, uh-oh, Patrick Middlestat. I joined and we lost Nick. <laughs> See, Patrick, this is what you do. This is the effect you have. The clip I was seeing on the on the news around here this morning that they that they kept showing that I thought was was great. I don't remember w- which senator said it, but they were saying they were explaining this is this is a textbook monopoly because not only for the reasons we just gave, but they said you're selling the ticket through two different services because sometimes you buy tickets from Live Nation, you don't buy yeah. them from Ticketmaster, even though they're all going to the same pool. And he said, and then you're forcing them to be your customer. Because you're having to log into your service to get their ticket, he's 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 like you can't you can't do that. You're 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 hitting everybody from five yeah. different angles, and you, and you just can't do it. You know. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the other the other side of it too that they were saying was well, you know, you guys merged 
in 2010, I think it was, I think it was 2010, that they had merged Live Nation and, and Ticketmaster. And why? Well, Live Nation said, well, they couldn't pull the ticketing part off. Right. They tried, so they, you know, but is the best solution to merge with Ticketmaster? Like, why don't you just try hard? Others have done it. You you have to work you know? on the infrastructure, but it can be done. But It can be done. And uh, by the way, just to answer this, I don't get this $140 from Metallica Pantera. No, it was $140 for two tickets to just Pantera. Yep. It was $100, and then it was $140 after fees. And, but you discussed your Metallica Pantera. My Metallica tickets, tickets were two sixty eight face price, for one. And, no, for two. Okay, for two. They were okay. single day tickets. That's why. Okay. So two sixty eight and wound up being three fifty five, or three fifty one, whatever it was. Yeah, insane. Again, it was an insane amount added onto it, and you know, Ticketmaster says, "Well, no, we don't. We don't say how much those fees are. We don't dictate those fees." Who does? The venue. Right. Then the venue says, well, no, we don't. Ticketmaster does. And we, and they don't. We know that they don't because because they it, I'll, I'll use the, the Bruce Springsteen tour as the example only because I'm going to multiple shows in different states and different venues yeah. and different. Those seats were all the same price face value. Like if you're on the floor yeah. in Detroit, the floor ticket price is the same as it was in Buffalo, New York. It's the same price in Pittsburgh. It's the same. So that's that's not true. The venue does not set those prices. Yeah, it's it's. It's very distressing, and I'm going to keep following this and we're going to keep talking about it because it is something that Nick and I are both passionate about. Um, And they haven't even gotten into the verified fan. uh, Oh, no, no, uh, not at all. What's it called? Why am I drawing dynamic pricing? The dynamic price. They didn't even touch that. They're just at the infrastructure level. So wait till they get into that. Oh, well, based on demand, we're going to charge five times the price plus five times the fees. Now, that's a tricky. That's a slippery slope, because now you're getting into you're getting into, you know, marketplace, like what the market demands. And if somebody's willing to pay it, so be it. Mm-hmm. I kind of get that, but I don't. Because n- nobody's making more except the ticket companies. That's why it's wrong. That's why it's wrong. And and because based on illusion, in a way, they're, they're driving the price up by telling. Because they're the ones saying, well, everybody's got to be in here at 10 a.m. to buy the tickets. They're causing the demand yeah. to jump exactly so it's it's still dishonest i get what you're saying that is a that is a that is a slippery slope because it's it should be an open marketplace and stuff but yeah. they're causing it to do that so it's still it's still it's still being not transparent yeah it's not because you're not saying where that extra money is going you mm-hmm. know so again you know we've had we've gone round and round on this many many times but i did want to bring it up again because finally somebody is trying to do something about it and what really got me again was the fact that it was so bipartisan nobody disagreed on that panel Mm -hmm. you know because usually when something like this happens it becomes very political and so well you know uh well uh, i'm a democrat so i'm going to go after these guys and republicans are going to go wait 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 no 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 no. i'm going to be nice to these guys because you know business and we're business friendly and, and back and forth and they always alternate between democrat and republican to 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 have their you know five minutes of time to talk and ask questions and everybody was unified everyone yeah everyone 
because I don't so, know how you couldn't be. I mean, the, and, and I think the one good thing about this happening with, with the Taylor Swift tickets is I think it brought it to the forefront of a lot of people's minds and, and experience that don't normally go to shows they don't normally seek out concert tickets a lot of people yeah i'm making a blanket judgment here but it's like a lot of people that are going to see taylor swift i would guess they maybe go to one concert a year maybe two depending on what their family is or what and all that so you had a ton of people enter this market that are are completely unfamiliar with it and they're calling bullshit as they should you yeah. know, I think a lot of us are just, we just go, oh, well, yep, that's the deal. That's how it goes. That's Ticketmaster. That's, and these people are going, no, uh-uh, that's not right. It said it was going to be 200 bucks per ticket or whatever. And it told me I was a verified fan, which meant I was going to get my shot to buy tickets. And then I sat in a virtual line for three hours only to see the tickets either gone or at five times the price. That's not right. Yeah, I that that even happened with me during the pre-sale on Pantera this week. It happens during everything. Like, all right, well, let me select. I went, and I took my mouse and I selected two seats. All right, cool. Those are the ones I want. Well, those are gone. But what do you mean those are gone? They're they're up here right now. Oh, no, somebody beat you to it. Like literally, that's what they say. Yeah. It's like somebody else beat you to them. Like, oh, hey, we're jokey. I've had I've had it happen before when I'm in there and I'll see two seats or whatever and I'll go to grab them and I have them and then it grays them out and then they go to official platinum tickets. They go from the face value price to official platinum price, which if for those that don't know, that's Ticketmaster knowing or, you know, setting it up where they know where the best seats are or the close seats or however you want to describe it. And they're going to charge you a premium for those on top of the premium they're already charging. Yeah, it's it's um, it's a problem. It's a problem. And hopefully this gets addressed. And hopefully, you know, I mean, it's almost like you don't want it to be where going to a concert turns into like a trip to Disneyland or Disney World. Like, you know what it costs for a day pass for Disney World right now? It's like 200 bucks for one person for a day. But here's the thing. You're there. For the day, like hours and hours <laughs> and hours, 200 bucks gets you a two hour concert, maybe in not great seats. Yep. Sometimes, you know, now what with those Pantera seats that you were saying, you ended up 140 for the two. So it's 70 yeah. bucks a piece with fees with fees. And how far back in the venue are you? Again, I'm first. All right. So there's the floor section. Then there's the main, uh, the, the it's, I guess it's, it's called the three hundreds. So like the floors of the 100, then you have the two hundreds, which is the first tier, And then which where the soundboard would be and everything. And it's in the next section after that. And then behind that is lawn. Right. But I'm in the first section of the three hundreds. Okay. I mean the first row. The very okay. first row of the 300 so you're aisle like, because I like to be close to an aisle. Right. So but, if, you, but, if you count but, the lawn, you're halfway halfway in the yeah, venue. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a good spot. It's it's fine. You know, for, to watch metal and sit in my seat and not have anybody in front of me, I'm good. So uh, so that way I can do this uh, <laughs> and film it with nobody in front of me. Um, so... But what uh, if you were further up? That's what I was getting to. What if you wanted to be in the 100s section? Well, now you're in the 100s. 
It was around anywhere from 89.50 to 300 and something for like the VIP, right? right? That middle section was about $69 to $90, which is uh, still really reasonably priced to Not be fair. terrible, not yeah. terrible, all right? But it's only two bands. It's Pantera and Lamb of God. There may be a third at some point, and I don't really care about Lamb of God. Nothing against them. Again, it's just not my thing. Um but I dug them more when they were called Pantera. What? Lamb of God. Like they just lifted Pantera's stick. No, they didn't. Yeah, they They're did. different. They're different. They're very different. I don't um, think so. Roger, what are you eating? Oh, he's having fun. I'm gonna leave him be. Drop it. All right, don't. See if I care. Uh but here's the thing. So I wanted I like aisle seats. Right. I just prefer aisle seats. Like, I just want to get out. Like, when I'm on a plane, I get an aisle seat because I want to run to the bathroom if I need to. I don't want to be up against the wall. I get a little claustrophobic. They were $20 more. (laughs) Yep. The first four seats in each row on either side were $69.50 or $89.50 or $119.50, depending on how much the regular price was, like, in the middle. So it becomes, where does it end? Yeah. Where does it end? Where does it end? I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Like if aisle is premium. Well, all right. If it's really you need to charge more for. The, OK, whatever. So that's why I'm six seats in five. I'm seats five and six. I got charged more money one time on a plane to sit in the emergency aisle when that was the only seat left on the plane. Yeah, well, you will because there's more leg room. But I had no choice. That yeah, was you had no choice. But that's how that's how you get it. You want to be on the plane. You got to pay the money. You know, it's the same shit. It's the same shit. Dynamic pricing has been happening on airlines forever. That's not anything new. And the funny thing is, if you're somebody who's looking to go on vacation and you're constantly looking, your browser is caching that, and their website is caching it. And then guess what? Your prices will go up. So note to the wise, if you want to search for airline pricing, create, if you have, uh, I know you can do it on, on uh, Firefox, which is what I use as far as my browser. I think you could do it on Google. You create an incognito browser that will not be able to transmit that data to any of those sites. So you can keep searching over and over and get the real time pricing. Just saying. Um, so there you go. As Gall McCartney put it, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Oh, wait. There we go. That's how they get you. So uh, anyway, that being said, I mean, this is a good first step. Hopefully they take it to the next step and they just start breaking this down. Somebody made the suggestion of undoing the merger. Don't know if that's a possibility. Don't know if that's actually. Excuse me, Siri. I'm not talking to you. Um, Don't know if that's a possibility, but. If that merger can be undone, that may help things a little bit. But there needs to be a couple of other ticket companies that really rise up and offer an alternative with the with the infrastructure that a Ticketmaster or a Live Nation has. That's the hard part. That's the hard part. Right. Because now, like, how do you go up against, like, the giant? Yeah, you can't. You know, it's hard. So, anyway... I'm going to end it there. I'm done. Do you have any last words? No, I, I just uh, uh, I'm anxious to see where it goes. 
yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I mean, if it goes nowhere, I'll be really disappointed, especially with bipartisan support. That's that's what'll offend. That's me. really the most fascinating thing. Yeah, that you. And if anybody up. hasn't seen, if anybody hasn't seen any clips, go on YouTube. Go on, just search. You know. Uh, Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster congressional hearings, and you'll see clips. Unfortunately, I don't even know if you could find the whole thing. I would love to watch the whole thing again. Um, maybe it's get, on C-SPAN Plus. Maybe it is, and I'll have to go check that one out. Might be worth a subscription. Um, but anyway, just check it out, and you can see exactly what we're talking about. And, uh, you know, look, there's nothing we can do right now which sucks because we as consumers, the only thing that, you know, people say, well, you can vote with your wallet on that one. I want to go to the damn show, though. Right. So, I it's, you know, I can't vote with my wallet if there's only one candidate. Good you know, point. You can't do that. So, you know, we're stuck. We're stuck. It is what it is right now. But hopefully that changes and we'll see. You know, just keep your fingers crossed. Could there be bad things that come out of that, too? Sure. You know, but I think more good could be done longer term. I'm not so. sure how much how much worse it can get. Well, I mean, there could be things that we're not thinking about that dissipating that merger might create. You know, um, you know, will it be as efficient? Who knows? I, I don't know. It's not All that I know efficient that to begin. It's with. not that it's it's. I think it was almost more efficient years ago when I used to have to pick up the phone and hit redial or stand and try in line. to or stand in line to buy the tickets because guess what? I got them. Yep. Somebody offered up the thing. Well, maybe there shouldn't be any resale allowed. Well, that's not good either. You know, yep. what happens if you can't go to the show because you got sick? You just eat it. Right. You know, maybe there should be limits as to what that resale value is. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's a 20 percent, 30 percent double, you know, but some places do like, well, you know, like I bought these tickets for 75 bucks and everybody wants them. So $18,000 per ticket. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> 18,000 per ticket. One I'm not saying I've ever seen. I haven't ever seen that. Well, but. one time I saw I was looking for, again, Springsteen tickets and somebody <laughs> hit somebody had two tickets. They wanted $95,000 for them. I mean, and you know what? Somebody might actually pay that. There may be some rich idiot out there who's just like, nope. Uh, you know, cause same thing happens on Amazon. All right. It's for people that don't know any better. Yep. Rich executive saying, you know, telling their executive assistant, just buy me the most expensive guitar you can find. Okay. And then they go and they go to buy it. And it's like a $5,000, I don't know, Squire Strat because somebody had it up for $5,000, you know, they don't know. People don't know. So somebody willing to pay it will pay it. Do I think it's smart? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Be an educated consumer. Be smart about it, you know? Um, anyway. So moving on, I think it's time that we uh, start winding down the festivities because I do have to leave in the morning. So oh. Uh, oh, it's now that the shoe's on the other foot, we're going to speed it up, huh? Do you have anything else to add? Not to that, no. All right, then we'll slow it down. <laughs> Because, I mean, if you got something to say, say it. No, I just meant because you're always busting my chops when I don't no, want to do a show. No, I'm busting your chops because you're like... I, you know what we got to revisit? and Because I do think we could do a whole show on this. But um, we need to talk about the artists selling their catalog. 
because I have a lot of people talking about that at the at the uh, store when they come in. And yeah, uh, that's a rough one too. It is, but I saw like I just saw this afternoon that yes sold their catalog, and uh, what was funny was that yes sold their catalog, but only the oh. first twelve yes records were purchased. Because like the public, nobody wants anything past those first 12 Nobody records. wants anything past 90215? Like, exactly. That's where it ends. It's 90215. Yeah. Nobody and, wants Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, and Howe? Or Union. Or Union? The Ladder. No, yeah. Nobody's interested in those. But but yeah. uh, I, I think that's something to delve into because you see everybody doing it. Yeah, Mark Garney saying Justin Bieber just did it. Yeah, and I yeah. saw Justin he Bieber did got like $200 million for his. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers got $150 million for their catalog. Bob Dylan, how much did he get? Eight, eight fifty. Eight fifty. Eight hundred and fifty million dollars And that was just for the catalog. His He yeah. sold his publishing for another like $500 million or something. Because he needs that. <laughs> Bob, I don't think, did as well as some of his counterparts because does he need 1.2 billion dollars when he's 82 years old i think he deserves it all right well jacob's gonna get a bunch of it so <laughs> jacob's a great songwriter too it would be yeah. it would be hard to be jacob dylan to be fair i mean like he because he's immensely talented and he's a and, he, and he's a great songwriter but his dad is the king yeah well, just like jason go. bonham same thing jason is amazing but he's not but he's John. not his dad i right. mean his dad's his dad right um so yeah, with that, yeah, we're gonna move on with the show. <laughs> and the we're gonna generator start with... was included in the sale. Is that what you're saying, Gall McCartney? No, I think he's just mentioning crappy albums. Big generator's got that one hit on it. What's that called again? Like Love it Will Find a Way or something? Like... No, that's on drama. To... Oh, sorry. Which is my favorite yes album. I don't even know. I don't even like Yes that much. Though I did pick up the Yes album over the weekend. Yes album, fragile, close to the edge, drama. That's what you need. I have, I think I have fragile. I have the Yes album. I have Yes songs. I got a few. Yes songs is great, too. That's like their Kiss Alive, only yeah. it's like way longer. Yeah. Well, it's like 18 sides. Um, <laughs> great. All right. So, Discovered. We talk about a cover song we like more, well, as much, if not more, than the original. I can't think of one. I didn't even think of one. I was so busy, I didn't even think of one. Let me start. All right, good. (laughs) I found this record in my collection the other day, and I forgot I, I had it. And this goes to what we were talking about earlier in the show. Are you familiar with the Doom Side of the Moon? no so it's what you think it's heavy stoner rock versions of dark side of the moon plus they plus they did um i know they did uh pigs from animals and i think i think have a cigar from uh from wish you were here uh it's kyle shut from the sword and uh another another guy in the stoner rock scene it might be one of the guys from fu manchu they do killer versions of the Pink Floyd tunes, and it's not stoner rock where it's the droney stuff like we we've talked about Sun and Goat Snake. It's not it's not like that. It it still is very true to the original arrangements of those Pink Floyd songs. It's just heavied up, and whoever sings on it does a great job singing. But they put out the album Doom Side of the Moon, and it's the entire Dark Side of the Moon album. I want to say it came out 
probably about five years ago. We stocked it at the shop. Kyle Shutt actually called the shop directly and was like, yeah, I've got this side project where we do the Pink Floyd album. And I'm like, yeah, send it. And it, it was it was great because I was for, I was thinking this is going to be a novelty thing. And it was awesome. So I put that on the other day and, and it's great. So I highly encourage everybody, if you like heavy stuff and you like Pink Floyd, check it out because I think they Doom do the, Side of the Moon. Doom Side of the Moon. Yep. What song again? I just said the whole album, but uh, oh, right. they do a great they do a great job with time. Uh, okay. Time is fantastic, or the brain damage eclipse. Conjuncture. I love brain damage eclipse. That like that's just that to me is like the best album ending of all time. I agree. Um, actually, Ratchel America did a very cool version of time as well. Yeah, um, kept very uh, traditional as far as the arrangement goes, but just you know with really chunky heavy guitars and drums and such um so i did come up with one for discovered uh you may or may not have heard this i know it was a b-side um but i remember this also being on a soundtrack i could be completely wrong um foo fighters they play a lot of really cool covers live and usually it was taylor hawkins singing them yes rest in peace um but a million years ago, when The Color and Shape came out, My Hero came out as a single, the B-side was their version of Jerry Rafferty's Baker Street. It's awesome. It kills. It is so good. Now, I like Jerry Rafferty. I'm probably one of like eight people that like Jerry Rafferty. But, all right, nine. Um, but, yeah, that, and I love Baker Street. Baker Street's such a great tune, and it's like, you know, the sax solo in it and everything is just, you know, all over it i should say just a great tune it's a great yacht rock tune in a lot of ways like it's like the heavy metal of yacht rock Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways when you think about it because it's in a minor key it's just a very dark haunting kind of song in a lot of ways great guitar solo in it um song has a vibe is just cool it does it just has a whole vibe and like jerry you know jerry rafferty's vocals and the and the the you know multi-track vocals he does in it they're haunting like just the whole song's really cool but the Foo Fighters do it really, really, really well. So if you if you haven't, I know it's available on Apple Music. I think you can check it on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, check it out. Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. Reimagined by the Foo Fighters. And if you have the super rare uh, 2011 Record Store Day release, medium rare, it's included on there. I has it. I has it too. I has it. There's a I lot of great covers on there. Foo yeah. Fighters, dude. They do that, awesome, covers, yeah. do that awesome version of Band on the Run on yep. there. Yeah, it's that that's a great that's a great record. All right, now it is time. Time for the crowning glory that is this show. Did Ladies you change the Steve Miller song? No, I didn't, and I can't play it either. Why? Because YouTube doesn't like it. I thought it was the Beatles that were suppressing us. They that too, but I realized there were like three other episodes that got flagged because Seriously. of oh my. Well, there you so, go. Don't ladies you and gentlemen, Steve those of you now? that are watching, if you watch last week's episode now, there's 51 seconds that are muted, and it makes no sense because it's Roger going, you know, he was going, and it's really funny while we're playing "Birthday" in the background by the Beatles because it was his birthday. Now it's just Roger going, and there's no noise at all. There's there's nothing. It's completely silent. Because why? I had to mute 51 seconds 
because the entire episode got flagged. The entire episode was not able to be watched again because I had 51 seconds of birthday by the Beatles. Secondarily, Abracadabra by Steve Miller. So there's a reason to hate Steve Miller. He shut the show down. You know what? We're doing it anyway. I love playing it because it just makes you so happy. It just does. It's so good. It just makes you so happy. But for the real intro with no copyright infringement, because I wrote, performed, recorded the damn thing. I have to say the monkey going like this makes way more sense with that version than abracadabra. Yeah, but but the bomb going off uh, works either way. <laughs> Truth. All right. So, my good sir, what song sucks? And wait, before we get there, just a review. This song sucks is a segment where we talk about great bands that have songs that suck because not all of them can be zingers, right? Now, it's kind of unfair to talk about Abracadabra because, and I'm all not the one Steve that put it Miller's up there. songs suck. Nick hates Steve Miller with a red-hot passion more than I hate the Grateful Dead. And that's hard. That almost got me in trouble with Butch, too, because he's friends with Steve Miller. <laughs> well, I don't see Butch Walker coming on anytime soon. Hey, so, you never know. Now I got the now I got the in. You got the in. Like, Butch, you want to come on our show? We have six people watching. It's going to be great. We're going to make fun of Steve. M oh, wait. <laughs> Fly like an eagle, my ass. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. What, what, what do you have for us this week for this song sucks? All right. And I know I'm going to catch some flack for this. Oh, one. you always are anyway. I don't know, Mike. I feel like this isn't one that you you dig but maybe you do a lot of folks know i'm not not a big fan of steve winwood not a big fan you may need to stop i like traffic sometimes but most of his career i'm not a fan of i kind of like blind faith but he's my least favorite part of it which is saying something because clapton's in it go ahead I'm going to pick Give Me Some Love and Spencer Davis Group. Really? Really? That's the one you're going to pick? I hate that song. It was a tie between that and Higher Love, but uh, I think I'd I... so go with Higher Love before Give Me Some Loving. I, I just, Are I'm you tired kidding of it. me? I'm tired of it. Oh, my God. Yeah, look, even Gall McCartney. Oh, you better stop right now. Mute him, Mike. Nick is dead to us. Uh, you know, this is all. Oh. Look, this is even a couple songs from UFO. I oh, think come that, on. Uh, what what sucks on heavy? No heavy petting. Yeah, Patrick, come on, tell us. Give us some real deal here because give we me need to like wash it. his mouth uh, out of <laughs> this nonsense with, with now. 
Yeah, it, no way higher love is better. I agree 100%. No, he's saying no way higher love is better, is what he's uh, saying. No, he's wrong there, too. I'm taking it as no way higher love is better. Use some punctuation, Colin McCartney. Yeah, really. It's just like, you know, you know, things will get you in trouble if you don't use right punctuation. No, so I heard yeah, it I'm earlier. Leave this one up. I heard it earlier, and Rachel was saying she hated it, too. And I was like, yeah, I hate this fucking song. You, you're both wrong. What's wrong with Give Me Some Lovin'? What's good about it? Thank you. It's a fun song. It's upbeat. It's two and a half minutes long. It's a I great single. It was so great that Taj Mahal stole the beat. Well, Taj Mahal's great. Oh, so Taj Mahal's great if he's playing the same beat as Give Me Some Lovin'. Well, because it's not Steve Winwood. What's wrong with Steve Winwood? I don't like his whiny voice where you can't understand the words. The dude was 17 when he sang that song. He had the voice of a 35-year-old. It's amazing vocal, and he sounds just as good today. I hate you, and so does Steve Winwood. Yeah, I saw him open for Steely Steely Dan. I didn't think he sounded that great. You know what? You suck. You suck. This host sucks. I vote Nick. (laughs) That's my pick for this week. On this host sucks, it's Nick. <laughs> I would have also picked uh, Had to Cry Today, Blind Faith. Only his vocal, though. The The band track is fucking You can't killer. do that. You can't do that. You can't do like, well, this part of a song sucks. Well, that means doesn't mean the whole song sucks. I don't know. I just hate that song. Higher Love sucks way more. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that one either. Trust me. <laughs> Nick, you are the weakest link. Whatever happened to that lady? Is that her? Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, she's I all, don't know. I think she's, she's all dead. smug, remember? Yeah. Yeah, that was like 30 years ago. She's probably dead. But, uh, or 20 years ago. Whatever, 25 years ago, actually. Anyway, Roger, stop it. All right, so now I'm going to get my, com- you're going to get your comeuppance with this one. Here's my pick for this week, and this has been grating, grating on my mind. Now, I don't like this band. So I shouldn't even mention a song. If I hear trucking by the Grateful Dead ever again, it'll be too fucking soon. Here's what you're going to love, Mike. Here's what you're going to love. What? A guy I play in a band with that is that is as as quick witted as you are and as 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 funny as you are. He once said to me, it was amazing. He goes. Nick, is that a Grateful Dead hoodie? And I said, yeah, it is. And he said, you know what that song should have been called? And I go, what? And he goes, sucking. <laughs> and he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Oh, that would be 100% right. Clearly, you haven't heard November clearly. 6, 1977, truck. I don't care what year you play it in. It sucks. Trucking and you got in. What are the hands in the heaven that we gain? You don't Vitamin C and cocaine. the bitch. They never say bitch. You had everything up. To Whatever. That point, I, I'm calling them a, a bitch. I guess you go to kill me. Whatever. See, she Steph is with me. Yeah. That well. band sucks period well actually there's no punctuation so that band sucks period 
they actually take the bloodied uh, 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 feminine uh, uh, suppository. Hey, man, sometimes the lights are shining on me. Other times I can barely see. Well, that's fucking poetry right there now, isn't it? It is. Wait, let's look up the words. Let's well, look up the words for the Truffin. Words. I, I don't want you to. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's not about you right now. It's about me. Here's the Marquis of Fessenden down on Main Street. You can't even say it without slurring. The, you know. Chicago, New York, Detroit. It's all the same street. Trucking. Got my chips cashed in. Keep trucking like, like the, the doodah, doodah man. man. What is a doodah man? Together, more or less in line, just keep trucking on. Wait, let's go. Arrows of neon and flashing marquees out on Main Street. Chicago, New York, Detroit, and it's all on the same street. Your typical, typical city, city involved, in, involved a in a typical daydream. Hang it up and see what tomorrow brings. What does that mean? You know what it means. Trucking like the doodah man once told me you've got to play your hand. Sometimes the cards ain't worth a dime if you don't lay them down. Now, by the same token, give me some love and lyrics. There's only like eight words. Give me some love and lyrics. Mike, are you one of those old people that thinks it's cool to talk into their phone and give it a command? No. Give me some loving lyrics. Damn you. I can't. Let's see. I'm not. Well, my temperature's rising and my feet are on the floor. 20 people knocking because they're wanting some more. Oh, Let me uh, in, baby. I don't know what you've got, but you better take it easy because this place is hot. That's oh, yeah, that's really, good yeah. lyrics. That's I'm so glad we made it, quote unquote. So glad we made it, in quotes. And the reason why I say made it is because we know what that means. You got to give me some loving. Well, I feel so good. Everything is sounding hot. Better take it easy because this place is on fire. Been a hard day and I don't know what to do. Wait a minute, baby. It can happen to you. I can't, I, I can't believe you're satisfied with those lyrics, but you didn't like the trucking ones. They're, they're, the fuck uh, is a doodah man? I think it's that guy with the drawing where he's walking and it says, keep on trucking. Well, fuck that guy, too. I think Robert Crumb drew that. Who is a very talented artist. Right. Uh, you know. So I think he might be. Maybe you should ask him who the doodah man is. Well, I don't care because isn't Robert Crumb dead? No, I think he's still alive. Is he still alive at this I point? I think so. I know they had that documentary about him a bunch of years ago, but yeah, where he's a dick. I <laughs> somebody well, asked him for his autograph, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't really do autographs." Oh, he, he's seventy-nine years old and is uh, still alive. He's a big collector of vinyl. He collects old seventy-eight uh, blues records. Oh, that's good. Something you can play on three different players, and that's it. Something tells me he's got one. He probably does. But at the same time, he also drew for the Grateful Dead, so there's that. All right, He didn't draw gentlemen. for the Grateful Dead. He drew that about? for the Grateful Dead. No, he didn't. That, you just it, said. That's the inspiration for the song. They, they're not connected. Oh. Well, what about Shakedown Street? He didn't draw that, I don't think. With the big foot and the long leg? That's the keep on trucking. I thought that... 
No, Shakedown Street is where there's like all these cars and the skeletons are on the on the cover. I don't care. I don't like the Grateful Dead. I don't keep track of this shit. I'm not a musicologist or an artologist or a fucking deadologist. Or a deadhead, man. I'm a deadologist. I've had it with all of you. Look at Roger. He's so bored. He's yawning like crazy because he's talking about the Grateful Dead. He's a big dead fan. Yeah, he's... Are you a big dead fan? Look, he's, he's like, sorry to tell you, Dad, but yeah, I am. Well, he let me down. All right, that's it for the show. <laughs> We're done. We're not going to... Look, again, if you have not subscribed down over that way, right? Probably about there. That's where the subscribe button is, the notifications button, all that other stuff. Like the show. Tell your friends about the show. Please do everything for this show because otherwise... Fuck you! And we really need your help, What's so happened, please baby? sign up, everybody. Uh, and... That's it. We're gonna be we're gonna be done here. My name is Mike. That is Nick. Nick, what store do you own? And uh, where are you located? Five Mile and Farmington Road in Livonia, Michigan. And where can we find you? RockCityMusicCo.com. And what is your favorite food? Pizza. That's the correct answer. That is the correct answer, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. You got that right. All right, we will be back in a couple of weeks. Roger says goodbye, too. He's, like, patiently waiting for him. Look at him. He's just paws crossed. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. He's such a good boy at times. Right? Right? Oh, God. I love this dog. All right. Anybody who's going to be in New York over the next few days, say hi. I'll be there. You know who's uh, otherwise, big in New York? It's the dead. Nobody cares. So we're leaving. We love you all. Thank you again. We'll talk to you all soon. Amen. Hallelujah. And goodbye. Bye-bye. And, oh, wait, wait. I thought I was going to time it with the end of the song, which is right now. Here it comes. Bye. Bye. No, it's not.